Yo, what's up? Welcome to another episode of Demo Listen. I'm Gray. I'm joined as always by my co-host Nathan. We do a very simple podcast in which we listen to punk, hardcore, metal, and adjacent music that people send in to us. It's typically our first times hearing the releases in question, and we honestly react to whatever it is that we're listening to. Sometimes we like stuff, sometimes we don't. But ultimately, our goal is not to make objective value judgments or be professional critics. We just want to put new music in front of you, encourage you to interact with it, and draw your own conclusions. Uh, if we don't like something, that's fine. If you do, go ahead, support the band, buy physical releases, go see the band live when you can do so, all that good shit. The format of the show is also very simple. We have 10 bands in the queue every week. All the bands are listener submitted. We roll some dice and we randomly select usually five to seven of them uh, to give them a listen on on any given episode. I also want to note real quick, last last week was a little year-end uh, bonus episode where we put up uh, what would typically be just a Patreon-exclusive episode. The reason I'm mentioning that is because I made the mistake of... Uh, not making it like a numbered episode. I'm not going to go into the logistics, but basically when you're uploading something via the, 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 the client that we use to do that, you can like choose for an episode to be a bonus episode or like a numbered episode. And one thing that I was not aware of, cause a lot of people were mentioning like, Oh, it didn't, it didn't show up in my feed, I guess on Apple podcasts. Um, if you're not, if you don't make it a numbered episode, it will just like it will sometimes just put it at a random place in the feed and it won't show up sequentially with the rest of the numbered episodes, depending upon how you have your podcast sorted. So if you missed last week's episode, or if you didn't think there was an episode last week, there is, uh, I updated it to make it a numbered episode. So hopefully that will show up sequentially in your podcast feed. Now, um, it was a good episode. So if you missed it, go back and check it out. Um, on that note, I'll also shout out uh, the new Patreon subscribers that we have this week. Uh, we've got a friend of the show, Rich Miles, back in at the $10 tier. Uh, welcome back to the fold, Rich. Uh, we also have Keenan at the $10 tier. We have our buddy Vomax at the $5 tier, who I think was a patron, a patron before. So also welcome back into the fold. And then we've got Leland from up in Canada as at a Canadian $7 tier, which would put him, I think, at what the equivalent of an American $5 tier. So um, okay. sh- shout out to all the new patrons. If you want to subscribe, it's patreon.com slash demo listen podcast. We've been staying up to date on uh, on new content, getting a couple episodes, new episodes up every month. I think they're good episodes. If it sounds interesting to you, go back and listen to the last one we uploaded and decide for yourself whether you want to give us five bucks a month or not. So I've got... Uh, I've got a couple notes at the okay. at, at the top of this episode, and and I'll save the the one that's a potential um, conversation starter for last. So, the first thing I wanted to do, I can't remember if I've shouted them out on this podcast or if I just spoke to you privately about them, but I've been listening to and catching up on this podcast, First Seven Inch Club. 
Um, oh, you mentioned them to me. Yeah. Yeah. I know I mentioned them to you. I just can't remember if I mentioned them on the, sh- on the show. So if I haven't, it's a podcast I really like. Uh, there are two gentlemen that I, I believe are around your age, Nate. I think they're in their like uh, early to mid 40s. Uh, both guys that played um, in bands in the 90s. I think they played in some bands with like Nate Wilson from Monster X and stuff. Okay. Um, and basically the format of the show is that they go back and listen to bands predominantly from the 90s from their era uh, that had maybe just one or two seven inches it's a lot of stuff that uh, well it's a lot of stuff that we bring that's very similar to what we bring on the to the table in the patreon sure. episodes you know sure. um me- metallic screamy very distinctly 90s hardcore stuff uh-huh. um so it's a really really good show i like it a lot there's they talk about stuff on there that's shit from the era i really like and stuff that i had no idea about and they share very sort of like niche tales uh, about various 90s shows and bands on there they talk about the rent america slash agna moraine's autobiography uh worms gig <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah of course that's fairly legendary right yeah very very legendary so they uh on an episode i was listening to recently they went back and listened to the very first hydra head release which is uh a seven inch by this band called vent and it's really really good and you can get it at like bargain bin prices which i was very surprised to hear just because i guess at various points collecting like the first release from a major label uh has been kind of popular or cool but i think maybe it just ebbs and flows and and people giving a shit about it um nobody wants this seven inch for whatever reason even though i guess it's depending upon your proclivities, a fairly historically important seven inch. And mm-hmm. it's really, really good uh, metallic kind of spazzy hardcore from 95 that I would suggest anybody check out. And uh, I think you can get them for like two or three bucks on Discogs. So I just not wanted more. Not in, yeah, yeah, not anymore, right? We've just we've just artificially inflated the price. Yeah. Um, so go check that out. It's really good. Check out the podcast for seven inch club. Um, I think they're on all of the normal podcatchers. Um, second thing I was going to shout out was this Instagram account. If you use Instagram, it's called I Got a Write, uh, W R I T E. Uh, John Brandon posted about it, and it's I don't know who's doing it, but basically, some some of you may know this, some of you may not. In the first and second pressing of the Negative Approach Seven Inch. Uh, they hand assembled all of those sleeves like bands often did back in the day. And John Brandon and crew wrote like individual messages and drew little comics and shit on the inside of every single one of those seven inches from both of the first two pressings of, of the okay. record. So that's a nice touch. It is a nice touch. And so I got to write is an Instagram dedicated solely to trying to uh, catalog images of every single one of those messages and it's pretty interesting because john brandon comments on a lot of them and provides context like oh yeah this is who wrote this one uh this is the joke about this whatever and it's pretty interesting if you're into sort of little hardcore punk uh ephemera like that you know Mm -hmm. Uh, and then lastly the potential conversation starter uh a thing that i did not at all have on my my 2020s subculture bingo card uh, is that I guess young hardcore kids are getting really into Krishna consciousness again. Okay. Yeah. And there are like, (laughs) there are like young Krishna bands. Like, okay. I listened to one the other day, like two days ago, I think invocation 
pretty right. good pretty good like heavy metallic hardcore stuff in the vein of 108 like you would expect yeah um this guy javier that i know who's uh you know in hardcore years an older gentleman he's like a 90s guy i think he's a band in a band with some younger folks uh called godhead that's like a krishna band and there's mm-hmm. a couple more that i've seen that i've seen some features on and the bands that i've heard have, have largely been pretty solid so i can't hate on that the religion angle um I will say that it's at the very least more interesting topically than many different places that uh, hardcore could land thematically, certainly. But it's uh, it's not particularly cool. <laughs> it's not particularly cool. I don't think Krishna is particularly cool. Um, I don't really have any beef with it. I don't care. I'm a grown man. If it makes you happy and gets you through the day, whatever, I don't give a shit. Um, but uh, it's just not a thing I expected to happen. And I guess it, I, I can only imagine it has to be the end result of like, you know, becoming what you pretend to be, because obviously now we're far enough along in, in punk and hardcore culturally where people are just are trying to very much emulate hyper specific, not just periods of time, but niche, niche subcultures within subcultures from those periods of time. Mm-hmm. So with the resurgence of, in popularity of 90s hardcore, I guess it was only a matter of time before people were like, you know, this Krishna consciousness thing is actually pretty cool. Yeah. You know, that's, uh, that's what I was going to say is, uh, I'm sure it's, it's, it's mostly a matter of being cool. Right. For, yeah, for sure. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's mostly it's mostly a matter of being cool. And then you get a few people that really that it really sticks with, you know, or, right. they, or they really stick with it. Yeah. Right. Yeah, for sure. Because, I mean, you know, when I was like certainly when I was a teenager and I was getting into the 90s, 90s era of stuff and I did realize that there were a handful of, of pretty good Krishna core bands from the air and stuff. I was like, I mean, I wasn't. I've never really been prone to, to spiritualism, but nonetheless, I was like, well, it's kind of a cool aesthetic, kind of a cool angle to to go, I guess, in terms of uh, in terms of like uh, an unlikely merging of two of two cultures. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I, the, the cosplay has become a full on uh, religious devotion for some for yeah, some yeah. young people, which is I just wasn't expecting it. It's just a turn I wasn't expecting hardcore to take in, in 2022. But yeah, here, here we are, I guess. Well, I mean, you know, 30 years have gone by, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's it's, true. It's time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. It's time. It's, you know, I, I beyond um, beyond my own, like literally what I've gleaned about Krishna just by looking at Krishna hardcore records yeah, yeah <laughs> and sure. like owning a couple and looking at pictures. Yeah. Right. Um, I, I, I know, I know literally nothing. Right. But here's the thing. I don't care. <laughs> sure. Right? Yeah. Why would you, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like why, why would, why would I investigate this at any depth? Right. Right. It, yeah. It, uh, but, um, yeah, no, whatever. It's, uh, it's cool, man. Get it up. Get it up online, right? <laughs> yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah, for Post sure. Post it on your fucking Insta. Whatever it is you're doing, right? Get it up there. I, that's, I, that's that's really what it's all about. <laughs> I A few people, I, I, I said something about it in like uh, the Facebook group or something, and a few people were like, well, hey, if it means that... Uh, if it means that we start getting free food at shows again, I'm all for it. <laughs> yeah, for real, man. I mean, hey, I, I'm not above, you know, taking advantage of, uh, you know, 
yeah, taking advantage of some shit like that. Oh, Whatever. for sure. I'll take the baked goods if you got them. If if all I got to do is just uh, take a copy of your pocket Bhagavad Gita to get a a tasty muffin that you've brought to the show, I'll 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 make that trade. You know, I, I don't know if I've, I I don't know if I've told I I know I've told you this story, but I don't know if I've ever told you this said this during the show about walking across campus in college and there's a guy handing out what I think are fucking full size Kit Kats in front of the student union. I'm like, well, fuck yes. And so I come walking across <laughs> the, you know, I come walking across like the, um, the commons of the fucking student union. And as I get closer, I see that he's not handing out fucking Kit Kats. He's handing out little orange Bibles. Right. And I'm like, nah, it's okay, dude. I thought it was a Kit Kat. And he like, no, nah, he follows me, you know, because yeah. I'm like the only one that's approaching him eagerly, <laughs> <laughs> like, hoping to get something. <laughs> right, yeah. Stupid me thought it was candy. And uh, and uh, so I take the fucking, he's like, basically shoves it in my hand. I'm like, fine. Just as I get to the door, he like shoves it in my hand and I transfer it from my right hand to my left hand immediately to a trash can. <laughs> the door. But, uh, you know, whatever. I wish it was be a Kit Kat. I think that, I think that, if they handed out Kit Kats, they'd have a lot more success. Just give me some Bible verses or some fucking spirituality <laughs> in the wrapping of a Kit Kat. Right. Yeah, for sure. I think that would be a lot more effective. I paid I, a little more attention. I always read the fortunes in the fortune cookie, even though I don't believe. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, right. <laughs> you right. put a you put a little you put a little verse from the Bhagavad Gita in there, or whatever. I'll I'll give it a glance. I suppose if, if there was like an equivalent of like the chick tracts for the Bhagavad I can't even pronounce it, right? Yeah, yeah. For, uh, what is it, the Bhagavad Bhagavad Gita. Bhagavad Gita. Yeah. I, yeah. So if, if there were like an equivalent like chick tract for that, yeah. I would hunt those down fervently. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I've said it before. You don't find them nearly as much as you used to. Yeah. Um, but finding those little chick tract Christian comic books, yeah, those if I great. found one of those, that was like, a, that was like top five highlight of the year yeah i mean i know you you still physically own several so i i, I own a bunch you. and uh you can buy them but the point is to find them right, right? Exactly. the point is to find them in the wild yeah and i wish there was some equivalent like that for other religions because uh you know i can enjoy that as well yeah for sure so so there you go if you see if you see krishna knots and beads showing up uh, at your local gig soon. Don't be surprised. Uh, it's a thing. It's happening again. And it's young kids, like like high school age kids that I know. Uh, and and don't be surprised though. when it goes away either. So yeah, just, just <laughs> for sure. hang on for a couple of years and it'll go away again. Yeah. I, I, I've got to shout out uh, my buddy, Kyle Roth, who used to play in news, played in a bunch of really dope Chicago bands. Uh, when I was talking about this on, on the internet, he was just like, well, I mean, shit it, since it's coming around again i guess i might as well start like an honest to god real hardline band if we're if we're going to talk about scenes uh who had a disproportionate amount of influence based uh compared to how many people actually gave a shit and or were involved with it at the time you know so, well if you started one you wouldn't even give a shit you'd be one of those people <laughs> that doesn't actually give a shit <laughs> right yeah, that's true yeah so right yeah um so uh, you got anything this week or should we just jump into it? Man, I have, I, I took, you know, basically the past eight or nine days off from yeah. work. I, I literally have barely left my house. Yeah. I haven't done a goddamn thing. I haven't, the, I, the only thing I did was started playing Red Dead Redemption 2. Oh, okay. Now we're talking. <laughs> but I have spent virtually all of my time in that game accidentally shooting people. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. And hunting. Yeah, for sure. I do a lot, I do a lot of both of those things in that game as well. <laughs> I can't, dude, I kept fucking shooting people because to pull up the menu to talk to somebody, I got to pull the left trigger <laughs> right. and I accidentally pulled the right. And somebody was like, morning, partner. And I'll be like, bow, and just fucking shoot. <laughs> And then like a big hullabaloo breaks out yeah. if I happen to be in town and I got to run away. Sure. It's uh, the, the menu. The menu is kind of a pain in the ass, but it's good for laughs. There was one guy that was begging me to save him from a fucking rattlesnake. So I gave him some medicine and he didn't even finish getting the words thank you out of his <laughs> mouth before I accidentally shot him in the head. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes those twists and turns can be what makes that game so fun, though. So Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've I've very very uh, I haven't left the house much at all since uh, since Christmas either. I've just been I've been taking it easy. So I, I watched like- um, I watched the second season of The Witcher. Yeah, and that's basically I. the only TV I watched. Uh, um, th- there's new episodes of The Expanse are going up now. Yeah, I know. I saw that too. So I got to get on that. Um, yeah. But I've been I've still been um, binging and burning through Stargate. I'm like almost done. We're like. You know, almost done with like season three of Atlantis. Yeah, but um, still, still burning my way through that. Um, but yeah, I, I literally haven't done. I, I have barely left my fucking house. Right on. That's as it should be around this time of year. Um. All right. Cool. Well, let's uh, let's just jump into the show proper then. We all have, right. Sounds good. We got a cue this week that I think is is kind of hardcore light, despite the despite the uh, purported uh, purpose of the show. So um, first up, we have a band called Sewer Hermit with their demo 2021. This is a Japanese band that was sent in by Sam. Sam said that it is an interesting blending of uh, death metal and sludge with little touches of uh, funeral doom and black metal in there too. Then we have got Pink Pout with their self-titled release. This is a resubmission from Shay, who plays in this band. Shay plays in Guardrail and some other bands we've had on the show and uh, seems to believe that we might uh, look upon this project of his more favorably than, than the other ones that have been you on the show. You liked Guardrail, didn't you? I don't, I don't think I, I did. I did not like Guardrail, no. No, I did right. not. Well, I, I'm pretty sure I did not like Guardrail. No, neither of us liked Guardrail. It was a pretty early submission to the show as well. Yeah. yeah. Uh, then we have got El Destello with Nuevo Centro de Repression. Uh, this is a band from Barcelona, Spain. It was sent in by Franklin. Uh, I know Franklin said some things about it. I think it, he said it was kind of like post-punky, new wavy kind of synthy stuff. Then we have got White Stains with Blood on the Beach. This is one that I, I should have heard already, but I, I just missed. It It came out on Neon Taste, which put out so much good stuff this year. Uh, the Imploder 7-inch. Uh, what else have they put? The Chain Wicker. Oh yeah, Chain Whip, the Bootlicker LP. They put out a bunch of good stuff this year. I've seen mm-hmm. other people big up in this. I just haven't listened to it. Uh, this was sent in by TJ, who reliably sends in great shit. Then we have got Ego with their self-titled Looks Like Debut EP. This was sent in by Grant. He said it is post-punk with some uh, touches of oi, which is uh, a thing that uh, quite a few bands kind of dabbled in this year. Uh, there was that Brooks, uh, that Brooks release, uh, that Flu release to a lesser extent. There's been a few bands that have done that this year. Then we have got Torsion with their self-titled EP. This is a band from Murfreesboro, Tennessee. This was sent in by Ryan and uh, said that it's just some grimy death metal stuff then we have got glands with their crack hole demo this is a band from rome it was sent in by jay from cold brats who said it's uh weird punk stuff with uh with some with some synths but they're not uh not super up front then we have got fading signal with long ago and far away 
Uh, so this was sent to by Jordan, who sings for the band. We've had Fading Signal on the show before. He said that this new release is a little heavier than the other stuff, but uh, we might still enjoy it. Then we have got Fawning with Illusions of Control. This was sent in by George. Uh, this is a band on Graveface Records who specializes uh, not exclusively but largely in like dream pop and uh, shoegaze and stuff. This features a member of the band Were, who if uh, you've been interested in shoegaze over the last decade, you're probably familiar with. I like Were a lot. I like uh, many of the side projects of Were a lot, uh, so I might enjoy this. And then last up, we've got Squashed with Heart Chubby slash Squash You. This is a band from Utah. It was sent in by Colton, one of his uh, local submissions, just big upping stuff from his area. He says he doesn't have a lot of reference points for this kind of music, but that it's uh, synthy new wave kind of stuff. So okay. let's uh, let's roll the dice, see what's up first tonight. Number 10. All right, cool. So uh, you can find this at Squashed, uh, spelled how it sounds, .bandcamp.com. He said of the two tracks available, he would recommend... Uh, track two, Squash You. So we're going to listen to the song Squash You by the band Squashed. just heard the song squash you by the band squashed from utah um so that that sounded like um if somebody were making fun of of new wave music that might be where they land <laughs> this yeah i was i was gonna say this this sounds exactly like a stupid song that i would sing to myself <laughs> yeah right yeah <laughs> to a new wave song yeah, this this like and this reference will go over many many heads in our younger listenership. But based on our podcast demographics, probably the at least a good sixty five percent of you will get this. But it reminded me of the uh, the old SNL bit uh, sketch uh, Sprockets. Yes, like uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, this is the part on Sprockets when we dance. Yeah, you know, that's <laughs> this this sounded like something that might that might play on that. Yeah, I'm going to say, you know, I this, um, do I like this or not? I like this in the way that I like my stupid little songs that I forget <laughs> within minutes after singing them, right? <laughs> right, yeah, sure. Right, I, I, I would sing a song like this to myself all day. Yes. 
proudly working, you know, while I'm doing something and, and laughing. And then the next day it is completely out of my head and I forgot this. This was extraordinarily low effort. <laughs> yeah, for sure. There was there was a dearth of ideas presented here too, you know. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, so whatever. I don't I don't feel either way. I don't feel any way about this. Um, the, this band looks like they've since June put out six songs. Uh-huh. In the uh, just sort of like feeding them along, right? Yeah. Um, June, August, November. Yep. Um, whatever. Have fun. You know what I mean? Sure. This there's there's no reason to pay attention to this unless this is like the only thing like this happening in Utah that isn't complete shit. <laughs> right. Yeah. Because there is so much good stuff in this lane. Right. That um, there's just no reason to pay attention to something as low effort as this. That said. I thought it was funny. I thought it was fun. I'll probably sing it just to irritate somebody tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, I can't really add any add anything to that. Uh, yeah, this is uh, with with so much great uh, synth wave, new wave, dark wave, post punk, goth. Take your pick. Um, there's there's no reason to ever ever revisit this again. I'm sure this is just a, a fun little recording project between yeah. Scott and Steve. Uh, you yep. know what I mean? This is that's fine. If you're having fun with it, keep it up. Uh, there's I got no beef with this at all. But yeah, it, it obviously it wasn't great either. So there you go. Right. Let's yeah. uh, let's let's roll the dice and and hopefully get some some more serious music. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> from serious artists. Five. Okay, five is ego. Uh, you can find this at egopostoy.bandcamp.com. And this is uh, appears to be their debut release. This is a band from Italy. Um, it's just three songs. Uh, they got the first song queued up to play, so we can go with that. It's also the eponymous track. So we're going to listen to the song Ego by the band Ego off of the release Ego. <laughs>
All right, we just heard the song Ego by the band Ego off of their self-titled debut release. Uh, how'd you feel about that, Nate? Uh, that was okay. Yeah. Um, it was fine. It reminded me a lot of, you know, I don't know, Chain Cult. Sure. Um, similar, a very similar vibe. Um, you know, these uh, in the recommended releases in the bottom, mm-hmm. that home front 12-inch pops up. Right, sure. Right. So it's in that same vein. This was this this reminded me much more of like the chain cult demo or the first chain cult seven inch or something. Yeah, for sure. Um, that that lead sort of riff coming into the verse, I like that a lot. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, this was okay. Yeah, I agree. I think this was squarely okay. Um, I think this was this was hurt by um some production choices too. Uh, I mean, you guys self-recorded this, so you know, I'm I'm not even talking about it being lo-fi because I don't think it was particularly lo-fi. No. I'm, I'm going to impart uh, a piece of advice that you can choose to take or not, and bold of me to be giving anybody advice. I know, uh, but so I have found, and this is a lesson that I have learned via just uh, lots of experimentation with recording my own music too, and being somebody who really likes chorus pedals. If everything is drenched in chorus and reverb, you just end up, the whole song sounds like a big wiggly worm. Uh, you kind of want to have like, you know, I like for me, for example. A big this, shaking jello plate. <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. Like the bass was had, was chorus and, and reverb drenched as well as the guitar. So you, you didn't have like anything melodically anchoring this like if your bass had been nice and punchy and clean and like holding down the middle of your mix and then you hard pan those chorus guitars or better yet uh do one track with a chorus like chorus affected guitars and one track that's more clean you're just going to get a lot more clarity to those leads and those riffs and it's just going to sound ultimately better it's just that the this just felt like it was constantly on the verge of shaking completely apart. Um, it was like somebody was like, I was like a Looney tune and somebody had just hit my head with a mallet and I was just uh, shaking down the road. It was, it was kind of distractingly noisy, right? It, it just made everything just kind of noisy where I didn't, it was, it was, um, I don't know, tiresome almost to pick every part, everything up, like to pick everything apart in this song and hear every part. Yeah, for sure. So, so that, that would be my suggestion. I, I, I love a chorus pedal, but, uh, but yeah, I think you should probably chill on them a little bit. Uh, and then musically I thought, yeah, this was squarely okay. It's, it's certainly reminiscent of other stuff that I like. I would say, um, categorizing this as post oi is, is, I don't know. I don't, I'll just say, I don't know. This felt, uh, pretty squarely post-punk to me with like, I guess the vocals had had an oi flavor and delivery to them, and um, that they were a little shouted and gruff. Yeah, for sure. But this this was pretty much post punk with some gruff vocals. Like we we need not dress this up as something that it wasn't. There's there's nothing real street about this. It wasn't super anthemic. It wasn't utilizing uh, a lot of the recognizable hallmarks and tropes that you would associate with oi. This is pretty much just modern post punk uh, that is influenced by the last four to five decades of of a uh, general subculture music but yeah i thought it was fine uh for a debut release totally okay very passable a lot of room for growth wasn't bummed about this at all but uh, i'm probably not going to remember it unless it, it comes across our desk again and the next release is markedly better you know hmm. so um all right cool let's uh let's see what's up next five again
All right, five is uh, Torsion. You can find this at Torsion, T-O-R-S-I-O-N, 615.bandcamp.com. This is a band from Murfreesboro, Tennessee, that was uh, described to me as raw death metal. Um, let's see. They've got the intro queued up. Obviously, we'll skip that. Uh, let's just go. Uh, let's just go right into the uh, second track. I think they also have a cover of "Unchallenged Hate" by Napalm Death on here, so we can at least know that these are folks of taste. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, let's just listen to the second track. So we're going to listen to "I Against All" by Torsion off of their self-titled EP.
All right, we just heard the song I Against All by the band Torsion off of their debut self-titled EP. How'd you feel about it? Uh, I think this suffered the most from the production. Yeah, I agree with that for sure. Yeah. I, I, otherwise, I think that this would be, you know, I, I would have a, I think this is perfectly fine. Sure. Um, it uh, was kind of all over the place. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't, uh, it didn't feel masturbatory necessarily. No. And um, there were some catchy parts in there that I that I liked. I feel like if this had just a fuller, heavier production, yeah, um, bring the guitars and stuff up, um, that I probably would like this more. Yeah, I agree for sure. I think the production hurt this. Um, I also I, I went into this with with very different expectations, uh, which is no fault of the band. This was described as as raw death metal. This is certainly not what I think of sonically when I think of raw raw no. death metal at all no not at all to, to my ear this was uh, more evocative of uh something like blood incantation in the sense that it is decidedly modern uh with some old school sensibilities and reference points um there were obviously some technical flares when you got about halfway through the song but uh if i'm being charitable here and assuming that uh, these are men women and or they thems of taste uh, you know, they were pulling from something like Death Spell Omega with those parts. Um, you know, there were... There yeah, were, I, I, I could hear that. Yeah, sure. You know what I mean? When they get to the the retribution, kill them all apart, and they're doing sure. that little that little bit, that little riff that returns a couple times. Sure. Um, and they have black metal down below, so I got to assume they're, right. they're they're pulling from at, at least yeah. some, some of those yep. bands, you know? Um, I thought that, like you, there were some parts of this that that really I thought were really catchy, and overall, this was this was pretty pretty capable modern death metal. It's a little, I mean, I mentioned Blood Incantation, who is a good band, a great band by many's uh, reckoning, but like even that band is kind of a bridge too far in terms of my personal taste. Um, so like this is not squarely in my lane in terms of death metal, but I didn't have any beef with it. I thought it was good. It just needs to be better produced for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I thought it was fine. Um, there wasn't a lot in there that like locked in on that, that like I could lock in on and just yeah. sort of like ride a riff or ride something, you know? Sure. Um, it kind of yeah, it never it never stayed in one spot very long. Right. Um, but when it did hit those parts, there were some parts like I towards the end is where yeah. I really noticed it. Um, it's like yeah, this is pretty fucking good. It's too bad that um the vocals are so far up front. Mm-hmm. And everything else sounds like it's under a pillow. This is also a band that I would be I would be wary of them uh, of them like getting better at their instruments because the 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 little the little uh, technical flares here and there like I hope it's not indicative of of them uh, actually secretly aspiring to be a tech death band you know what I mean <laughs> like, yeah 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 for sure for uh, sure I mean it has nothing to do with me if you guys want to be a tech death band and you get your sweeps down but by all means go right ahead I'm, I'm sure you'll, you'll you'll make a lot more money uh, you know touring touring with the faceless than you will putting out sick uh, sick true cult uh, death metal demos, you know what I mean? But I, I can tell you that there were there will be two people who like you even less. Than. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. So yeah. All in all, I thought that this was uh, this was pretty good. Didn't really catch my attention and, and hold it, but I got no beef with it. Definitely promising and uh, and solid for a first EP for sure. There's a guy named Gray in the band. How can it go wrong? Is there actually a guy named Gray in the band? Yep. Oh, there it's is a guy. vocals. There is a guy named Gray in the band. Uh, kind of swag jacking me there, buddy, but. Um, all right, cool. Well, uh, let's uh, let's keep it moving. So far, we've yet to hear something on the show tonight. We've each one has been a little better than the last. 
Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping this trend continues, and then hopefully the last band we hear tonight will be really good. Yeah, how many we got left? Seven? Yeah, seven. All right, six. Okay, six is Fading Signal. Uh, you can find this at safeinsiderecords.bandcamp.com, and it should be somewhere up towards the top, I think in the top row of their newest releases. Uh, this is their newest EP, Long Ago and Far Away. It came out in November of last year. We've had this band on the show before. Uh, I kind of compared them uh, to like a lot of early to mid-2000s stuff that I grew up listening to. Um, and that was really popping around the time that I was starting to actively get into hardcore. We both thought like, yeah, this isn't necessarily for us, but like, it's plain to see why people like it. Uh, like I said, Jordan said, this stuff is a little bit heavier. Um, I don't know that he suggested a specific song off of this. Um, they've got the, they got the first song queued up to play. It's not necessarily representative of the runtime. No, of the it's rest really of long. And well, one of them's a void song. Yeah. One is a void cover, which is cool. Um, you know what? Let, I'm, I'll pause for editing real quick, and then uh, I'm, I'm just gonna check and see if if Jordan just suggested a specific song for us to listen to. All right, so I checked the email, and Jordan did indeed suggest a specific song. He suggested the second track on here, "Internalized." So we'll go with that one. So we're gonna hear "Internalized" by Fading Signal off of their EP "Long Ago and Far Away." Okay, we just heard the song Internalized by the band Fading Signal off of their new EP, Long Ago and Far Away. And some of the things that I said about this band last time still hold up. Some are not as applicable anymore. This still very, very much reminds me of the hardcore music of my youth, Um, but not so much. Last time I compared it uh, in some ways to stuff like Outbreak in the sense that uh, it's a band you want to see live. It's, It's... kind of no modifier hardcore but at the same time distinctly modern Uh, those those sentiments still apply here but i think that they're very much uh more clearly worshiping at the altar of a band like american nightmare here and this feels like a lot of the music that was coming out in the wake of that stuff uh but it's not amazing core which i like and i like that there are bands who are uh doing the american nightmare thing here uh, or doing the American Nightmare thing now without the sort of um, 
about the theatrics uh, and the self-indulgence of a lot of bands that came out in the wake of American Nightmare and Give Up the Ghost. I like the run times on this. I like that two of the songs on this are, you know, a minute and a half or under long. This style of hardcore condensed down into these like bite size, uh, really digestible songs, I think really works well for this format because like I said, I think this form can, can tend to get super self-indulgent and very self-serious and keeping this just short and ripping, you know, like a minute and a half mm-hmm. or so under or under is, is a really good choice. So I appreciate that. Um, I'm going to kind of carry over what I said previously about this band, which is I totally get why if you're 22 years old, this is your fucking shit especially if this is a local band to you. If you're from Raleigh, this is probably your fucking flagship band. I'm sure kids go off to this. I think it's really well-written. It's well-performed. It sounds good. It's recorded well. Um, I'm glad that this band is popping off. I think they're a solid band. I think they're very much uh, of the hardcore zeitgeist of the moment. I got no beef with this. If I were 19, this is the band I would have wanted to be in for sure doesn't really resonate with me as a 31 year old dude it doesn't bring a lot to the table that i'm interested in right now but i think it's cool i'm sure it would be really exciting if you were a young person in this area i got i got nothing but nice things to say about this band and these kids i think it's cool it's just not really for me anymore you know no i totally agree this is i i think i say every time we hear something like this the closest thing uh that i have that you know i'll listen to that's that's sort of in this vein is like in my eyes sure yeah and even that anymore, I don't go back to that dude. It's that's a total nostalgia listen, right? Um, but that that said, this is fine. Keep keep up the pace. It totally lost me at the end with the breakdown, but I knew that was coming, right? Um, and uh, yeah, like when uh, yeah, you just know the breakdown is coming. If I see if I see a band, well, let me back up. If I see a release that looks like this, yeah, in the hardcore punk section. I'm not even, not yeah. even, not <laughs> no. even interested. No, no, no. I'm, I'm going right. I'm going because I know exactly what's on. I offer know exactly here, you know? what this, this uh, faded, grainy picture of right. some storefront or something. Um, the big block letters, the solid bar line of like the thick yep. line of color going across. Right. I For know sure. exactly what this record sounds like. <laughs> yes. Flip it over. Uh, see the. Is this on Death Wish? This is not on Death Wish, but it easily could have been. Right. So yeah. if I see something like that, you know, I'm out. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, this is this is definitely Death Wish core in various ways. And I think actually there's a link that goes to Death Wish. Uh yeah, I think that's because Death Wish uh Death Wish um distributes safe inside uh, I got stuff. you. I got you. Okay. Yeah, yeah, so, so there you go. Yeah, but yeah. So I'm not I'm not hating on it. Uh, I just don't give a shit, right? Yeah, for sure. There was a time and a place for this sort of stuff, and there is for everybody, and uh, I guess that gets into hardcore. Right. Um, but it just doesn't speak to me at all. But that said, it was fine. It was fun. I liked it better when it was up-tempo for sure. And I actually think In My Eyes is an unlikely but but good pull for a reference point for this because cause American Nightmare is post-In My Eyes. And of that wave of, of late 90s, slash turn of the centuries uh, turn of the century kind of youth crew revivaly kind of stuff in my eyes was by far the most you know hard on their sleeve band of that wave say well other than maybe battery if you want to include them in that wave of stuff but yeah. of the notable really really notable bands and of that scene specifically in my eyes was was definitely um the most self-serious the most hard on their on their sleeve and it makes sense that they transitioned into an and like sonically i think they laid the groundwork for a lot of that stuff for sure so yeah, I think in my eyes is actually uh, a, a good pull, especially for people who may have hopped off around the same time. 
Um, yeah, so I have I have an old ass comp from like '99, mm-hmm. Rebirth of Hardcore '99, that yeah. has all of those bands, Better Than a Thousand, Ten Yard Fight, yeah, you know, in my eyes, and um, I love those bands in like 1970s, 1970, 1997, 98, 99, right, and then almost as if a plug was fucking pulled, I stopped listening to them like shortly after 2000. Yeah, that makes sense. I, 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 I literally I've never listened to American Nightmare, never. Yeah, for sure. I that that totally makes sense. There I think there 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 was a time um I think it was like around the age of 23, 24, you know, very early 20s where I just never sought out another band, like actively sought out another band in that lane ever again. I've never yeah. I've never looked actively looked for anything else that sounds like that. I've been happy to revisit the classics from time to time. There's been one or two really standout acts that have uh, that I've that I've heard in the last decade or so that have been like, okay, yeah, this is sick. You know, the band mindset comes to mind, but by and large, yeah, I think a, a switch just flipped for me too, and I think that applies to a lot of people. Where one day they they weren't so self serious, they weren't so caught up in their own emotional turmoil, they weren't, uh, yeah, you know, whatever it is, just uh, it just like <laughs> gang shout alongs don't fucking matter anymore. Mic right. control doesn't matter anymore. Right. Sure. Yeah. You're cool now. Right? <laughs> Act like it. <laughs> That's right. That's right. right. So, um, and I think Jordan who sings for this band is like 22. So this is like, this is the no, right, this is the right age it. to be in this band. Yes. This is, this is his swan song. Yeah, right? exactly. For sure. For sure. You better, so. you better hurry up. This better be a huge year for fading signal guys. Cause Jordan is out. next year. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So, so enjoy it while it lasts. Um, all right, cool. Let's, uh, let's roll the dice. See what's up next. One. Okay. One is sewer hermit with their demo 2021. You could find this at sewer hermit 4444.bandcamp.com. This is a band from Tokyo, Japan. This is, uh, this is, is what appears to be another debut release. So we've got, again, you know, this is, this is really in the spirit of the show. We're hearing a lot of bands first releases on this episode tonight. Um, so I don't read Japanese, so <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know what any of these are called. I, I have no idea what we're in for. Yeah, I have, like I said, I, I was, this was described as uh, death metal sludge, uh, funeral doom and black metal elements all kind of thrown in a blender. So, yeah, but we have no idea even how long the songs are. We uh, have no idea, you know, I see how I can, I can actually see how long the songs are. Uh, okay. The first song is five minutes long. The second is close to seven, and then the last is two I and a half. So, well, I think. Oh man, let's just come in on the first song. That, that's what I think too. It's only three songs, so uh, so we're gonna listen to the first song off. Wait, of, wait, wait, wait. Yeah. Look at the track listing. Uh huh. Oh, some of the tracks are different from the ones on Bandcamp. Oh, yeah, that's really strange. So the cassette has a different track listing than what's on Bandcamp. So as far as I can tell, Uh track two and three Uh are the only ones on the cassette, if I'm just looking at the, the kanji symbol there. Right. Track two and track three are the only ones that are on um, the cassette. The cassette. And the first song is not on the cassette. And the first song is not on the set. And then there are two other songs on the cassette that are not on the band camp. A lot of weirdness going on here. <laughs> and I don't know if track three being two minutes and 35 seconds is we actually get a, a good enough taste of what this band is about. 
Yeah, for sure. So are are you suggesting that we we jump in for to the seven minute track? I don't I don't see what how else what else we're supposed to do. <laughs> I think that, yeah, I think that's the only choice we're really they, left with. you know twisted. They, they give you no fucking choice, right? <laughs> that's right. You don't even know what you're fucking buying. What kind of bonehead move is this? <laughs> yeah, I don't what know. the fuck? <laughs> oh, yeah. by the way, these aren't the songs you're buying. <laughs> I kind of like that moving away. It's kind of funny. <laughs> um, all right, cool. So yeah, let's just let's just fucking sit back and relax and listen to seven minutes of music. Why the fuck not? So we're gonna listen to the second track on demo 2021 by uh, Sewer Hermit from Tokyo, Japan.
Okay, we just heard the second track off of Demo 2021 by Sewer Hermit from Tokyo. How'd you feel about that, Nate? I really like that. Yeah, so I w- I'm so glad that you said that because I was going to say this is this is the sleeper hit of the episode for me. Yeah, I really like that. I loved how fucking, man, was that hard to pin down. Yeah. It, there was, at times, you know, it, it, it had that synth and it was super fucking cool. Not yes. what I expected it to open up with, right? Yep. Set the tone for the whole thing, mm-hmm. right? Um, just all the fucking static and noise that 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 filled in every bit of fucking space between the instrumentation yeah um it was super dense and super fuzzy i love that i love how hard this was to pin down at times it it had a it had a real strong god flesh vibe for me for sure yeah um and then other times i mean especially when that synth came in Mm -hmm. it took me back to like i don't know like fear factory almost sure yeah 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 i could see that you even know, like even the like second the, fear factor release even the beat that they were playing like at the end of the song you know yeah um, it was it was pretty weird and i don't i don't think that was an intention but that's where my stupid head went sure um and um yeah i i i loved i love every i love how mysterious it fucking is <laughs> yeah the more i i meditate on the the name of the band i like it sewer hermit yeah what an appropriate fucking <laughs> mysterious bizarre fucking name for a japanese band like this yeah um yeah the more i listen the more the longer this song went on and i found myself actually disappointed that it was over this did not feel like nearly seven minutes to me it didn't at all no i you know i i fully prepared myself to just be bored for seven minutes uh or at the very least think okay yeah there were some good ideas here but it didn't need to be seven minutes long no but no i did not feel that way at all it was not boring at all to me um i i it just i uh seriously i i I sat back and i just got into a place where i was ready for like 20 minutes i could have easily done 20 minutes with this for sure yes yeah yeah this this would be uh this would be excellent music for uh a solo a solo night drive you know yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, this this was really good. This is like I said, this is the sleeper head of this episode, man. I I had no idea really what to expect going into it. I uh, you know, it gave me pause when I saw the word ambient in any of the tags, but yes. ambient was an apt description, but they actually pulled off they pulled off something that very few bands that aspire to incorporate uh, ambient elements into metal manage to do. You know, they they, right. they actually got the fucking job done with this. Yep, it, it felt like a proper. This was like a proper soundscape. This this took you to a place. You know what I mean? Well, the the ambient parts, the ambient parts set the fucking stage for everything right. else, right? Yeah, for sure. Opening up with that synth was just. Mm, that was so nice because it put me in, it took me very, by, by, it took me by surprise, very right. unexpected, right? And then that, it just sort of hung around. It bubbled up to the surface and then it went back down. It just sort of hung around and it just put me in the right state of mind Yep. that this almost, um, it was almost a trance-like in its way. Yeah, for sure. I agree entirely. I, I, I just, I guess for me, it wasn't so much that I actively was hoping the song would go on longer. It's just that when it ended, I was like, oh, wait, no, this can't, this, surely this can't be over already. Yeah. You know what I mean? I was like, oh shit. Wow. It really has been seven minutes. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was almost hypnotic. I really liked it. Um, by the way, uh, it says sold out on the band camp. Uh huh. 
Um, but I just found it on, um, apparently, uh, a Canadian label war vellum put this out. I don't know anything about this label. Okay. Um, but they put this out and apparently they still have copies for sale. So I am picking it up. Uh, the people in this band, I know nothing about this other band, but I, I also learned that whoever is in this band is in a band called Grizzly Fetish. Okay. Um, so I'm probably going to check that out as well too. Um, if it's, I don't know, it's, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was, I, this was, this was definitely a sleeper hit. Yeah, this was this was really good. Thanks, uh, thanks to Sam for sending this in. I was uh, I was not expecting to like this, even even a quarter as much as I ended up liking it. Because, and I'm I'm so glad that you felt the same way. Because when we, when we were about to come back in and start talking about it, I was like, man, I feel like maybe I'll be on an island with this, but this fucking ruled. You know? No, it it did fucking rule. It, it scratched such a fucking itch. It was menacing and mysterious and hypnotic. I, I fucking loved this. Yeah, yeah, it was great, man. It was really, really good. So sick. Fuck yeah. Uh an unexpected, uh an unexpected new, new, uh, new fave. This was great. Yeah. Um, do we want to roll the dice one more time and uh and take our chances on landing on something else good? We only have two messages to listen to, so we got plenty of time to hear something else if we want to. All right, let's let's uh Despite my better, we're not going to hear something better than this. No, almost certainly not. But let's let's tempt fate, nonetheless. Okay, three. All right, three is white stains. So um, this is this could be better. this could be better. <laughs> this is going to be totally different. I don't know if it'll be. Well, I'm going to say better, right? right? But going to be totally fucking different. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, so this is White Stains with uh, their seven inch blood on the beach. Um, like I said, this came out on Neon Taste, which puts out consistently great stuff. A few of my favorite records of the year were put out by Neon Taste. Um, mm-hmm. So, like I said, this is one I just I just slept on for whatever reason. It's just hard to hear everything, you know. So you can mm-hmm. find this at neontasterecords.bandcamp.com, and it should be up pretty close towards the top of the list of new stuff. Um, there is uh, an eponymous track on here. There's a, a song named after the the title of the release. So uh, as is uh, as is our custom on the show, we'll uh, we'll listen to that song. So we're gonna hear the song "Blood on the Beach" by White Stains off of uh, the seven inch "Blood on the Beach." Did you did you listen to the right song? Blood on the Beach? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, really? Cuz I I feel like it went on longer for longer for you. Oh, yeah, I listened to 20, 20 Well, we can I, I it's it's oh, I'm an idiot. Yeah, I was looking at the fucking I, I clicked on the wrong thing. Yeah, you um, you probably listened to the song that was queued up, right? 2021. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So All right, so whatever. That song ruled. 
<laughs> I don't know because I didn't hear it. <laughs> it did. Right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that song fucking ruled. This was fucking good. You know, we just did that. Um, uh, well, the song that I listened to fucking ruled 2021. The song that I listened to, Blood on the Beach, also ruled. So. Right, because you can't write a song that sounds like 20. You, I know this band already rules, right? They had a really good release on La Vida SMUs yes. this year, I think. Yeah, they did. Um, uh, you don't write a song that sounds like 2021 as a mistake. Right, sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Uh, yeah, this, that fucking ruled. This fucking ruled. When we did that, um, I guess... Uh, we we did that free Patreon episode talking about bands that maybe don't get as much cred or recognition not nowadays, you know? Yeah, you almost brought uh, one of the, the bands that was name dropped in this ride up to the table. Yes, yeah. yes, it's, which is Fang, right? Yeah. Especially with, with the vocal delivery, For right? Sure. yeah. And the mid-tempo just sort of like laissez-fairness of the, of the song, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, for sure, right? This fucking rule. What, yeah. what else is there to say? Yeah, this band kicks ass. I don't think that we need to speak too much on this. If you uh, if you like other neon taste fare, you're going to like that. If you if you like uh, hardcore punk in the early of the early early eighties variety, you're going to like this. There's just not much to say about this. This is just top tier hardcore punk music. This is great. Yeah, yeah, fucking uh, top notch. I just bought the last copy, so whatever. You bought the last copy of the uh, the limited red edition. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I was going to point out that there was only one copy of that left. I'll probably have to pick up a copy of uh, of the just the standard black vinyl. <laughs> fucking <laughs> yeah. you, fucking surf. <laughs> yeah, fucking loser that I am. Right. So here's something interesting. I, I, I tried to buy that Sewer Hermit tape and a couple other tapes from that War Vellum release because they have some pretty good stuff on there. Yeah, uh, some stuff that is of my interest. Sure. <laughs> I don't think this is right. Um, the total was $312.17. <laughs> that doesn't sound right at all. Doesn't sound right at all. I bought two tapes and I'm trying to buy uh, two tapes in a seven inch. Uh-huh. Shipping is $261.75. Yeah, that just doesn't seem right. <laughs> Tax is $20.42. $20.42. I, I don't think that's correct. I'm not paying that. No, thank you. I think... <laughs> That's really fucking bizarre, dude. Um, well, this is a very, this is a very, this is um, a very uh, minimalist uh, uh, website as well. I think that um, they're maybe a little bit too cult for everybody. I wanted to get a copy of that tape, so I might have to. I have to. I I'm might just ha- gonna. I'm just gonna email them. Like, what the fuck? I was gonna say, yeah. If if you if you weren't gonna, I was gonna email them and be like, hey, uh, I think the shipping on your website's fucked up, man. And the. The tax was like twenty bucks. <laughs> yeah, that's really bizarre, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's, there's, there has to be a, a clerical error of some sort occurring. <laughs> well, you know, once again, once again, the fucking punks and metalheads fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. All we want to do is just give them, give well, them our money, and we can't even do right. that. We, we want to use some of our money to support them and, and buy this stuff, and we can't even fucking do that because <laughs> their heads are so fucking far up their asses. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Yep. Oh, uh, I wonder why anybody hasn't ordered anything in a while. <laughs> it's been the same since the dawn of dawn of subculture. Yeah. Um, all right, cool. So, yo, the last two releases that we heard on the show tonight, Bonafide Slappers. That's uh that's a good way to that's a good way to round out the music portion of our music podcast. So uh we just got a couple voicemails. Let's uh, listen to those real quick and and call it a night. Hey, um Kill Fucker Mary. First minor threat, seven inch. Second minor threat, seven inch. Out of step. Uh, it's kind of a hard question for me because I've only ever listened to the two seven inches on the uh, compilation or whatever. 
Um, also, when I was driving through America one time, I uh, stopped at a Walmart in Arkansas at about 9 o'clock at night, and literally every single person in the store was wearing camouflage, which I thought was extremely humorous. So, bye. Yeah, that, yeah, that sounds about right. Um, okay, so you've presented us with the with the impossible task, right? Um, you've you've put in front of us three three perfect releases, all 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 on in their own right, uh, and asked us to sacrifice one, merely uh, lustfully stab our members into the other, and then settle with one for life. I certainly don't have an answer for this off the top of my head as I'm doing as I'm sure what Nate is doing and currently pouring over the track list of each of these three seven inches. And is, 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 what was the third seven inch? There's the first minor threat seven inch, the second minor threat seven inch. And, and then the third, the th- uh, he, he mentioned uh, not a seven inch, but an EP, the 12 inch out of step. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, um, I am going to... I'm going to kill out of step. Okay. I'm going to marry the first seven inch. Uh-huh. Um, and I will, uh, I'll get it on with the second seven inch for sure. Okay. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to kill in my eyes because it's, it's simply the least amount of content. Yeah. Um, well, it, see, I, that was, that was almost in the chopping block. Yeah. The reason I figured I'd get it on is because, you know, it does have that is a that is a banger track. What else has that racist track on it? <laughs> that's right. Right. Yeah, in my eyes is an all time. Um, that's all time that's probably you're probably right. Kill this one, right? Yeah, that's that's what I would say. And one of them is the co- uh, cover of Stepping Stone, a great cover, an iconic cover, more iconic than the original at this point. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, nonetheless, and you get a version, uh, in my opinion, the superior version of Out of Step on Out of Step. So, mm-hmm. so I yeah, I would say kill in my eyes. But I'm gonna maybe I'm gonna maybe reverse reverse yours and say. Uh, fuck filler, which is a phenomenal record and and slab of very early hardcore and Mary out of step because I think out of step is a really interesting document of a band that was actively changing but never got to stick around long enough to arrive uh, at what they probably they probably could have ended up being. You got songs like Betray on here. Yeah. Um, you got songs like Look Back and Laugh, which are even in the two years from filler to out of step showed just like an un, unfathomable, unfathomable amount of musical growth and hint at the things that the members would later go on to do with Dag Nasty and Embrace and stuff like that. I think it's like a really, a really interesting slab of, of early 80s hardcore that captures a band in a, a, very, uh, a very unique sort of transitional moment uh, in a transition that never really got to occur. So... I don't know, man. When I think of Minor Threat, I think of Filler. Um, man, I think about the songs in that on that fucking seven inch. Um, yeah, yeah, that's the one. That's the one. If if I had to pick one that yeah. I have to spend eternity with, for sure, that's the one. I feel you. I could probably catch me on a different day. I would probably say the same thing. So, um, so yeah, there you go. That's uh, a, a solid a solid prompt. Let's uh, let's listen to the second and uh, last seven or last uh, message of the night. Wanted to call in uh, since I missed last week and just say uh, Happy New Year. 
Uh, hope everything goes well for you guys. Hopefully the podcast has been better this year, this next year. And, uh, yeah, shout out to all my uh, carriers and uh, delivery drivers out there. This last week fucking sucked. And, uh, yeah, fun fact, I never shat my pants before until I worked at the post office. Uh, not once, but three times. Or actually, like, three and a half times. Because uh, last time, a couple months ago, I knew what was happening. So I parked the car somewhere inconspicuous and uh, jumped in the back and, and took a shit in a mail tub. Uh, I, I chucked that shit in the desert for some kids to find. Uh, anyways, uh, Merry Christmas. Or, I mean, uh, Happy New Year. So I I know we have at least uh, we have at least one mail carrier that listens to the show. Uh, Cody, uh, local Fort Wayne dude who used to come to uh, used to come to Harrison House shows and stuff back in the day and post in the uh, the Facebook group pretty frequently. I know he's a, mer- a mail carrier. So um, yeah, you're, there's, there's another one right there. There's yeah, there's another one. Uh, that, that and that's just the one I know of. I imagine there's probably a handful of mer- mail carriers in our uh, in our listenership. The shitting in a mail tub thing is. Uh, that's like it's like a scene from like a fucking you know like a 90s jim carrey movie or something i i I I vividly imagined that i had a friend that uh worked at a driving range and he had the shit so bad that while people were driving he hurried up and shat in a trash can (laughs) in the fucking like in a little hut that you know where the golf balls were yeah yeah, he hurried up and shat in the <laughs> trash can while people were, you know, ten feet away from him driving golf balls down there. <laughs> Yo, man, sometimes you gotta go right that fucking minute. Here, you know? Here's the thing I worry about, right? Yeah. Um, because we you know, like I the standout sentence from this message is um because I knew what was happening. Right. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, I, I work. You know, he shit himself a few times, um, but like two and a half times because the the third time he knew what was happening. Right. right yeah. Any more? I have to go from like, oh, I'm probably gonna have to shit pretty soon to oh my god, I gotta shit right now. Yeah, I, I, my, my girl and I talk about this phenomenon very frequently. <laughs> I, I don't know if it's because I'm getting old man bowels. Like, yeah. what is what is happening here? Right? right. Yeah. Um, but there is a there is a ever diminishing window like a grace period yeah right between yep i'm gonna have to go to the bathroom when i get home to fuck (laughs) you know (laughs) it's it's right now it's right fucking now yeah for sure and it only makes me worry like ostensibly i have you know a few more decades in me right right yeah what am I going to be shitting my fucking pants every time I step out of the, out of my house in the morning? Right, when I mean, I'm like sixty. Yeah, it's, it's it's worrisome because it, it you get to a point where one can imagine a future in which depends are a necessity, and right? That, and that's not the future that I want. You know? <laughs> no, dude, no, absolutely not. Right? Yeah, yeah, not at all, man. <laughs> not at all. Do you think? Do you think the folks that wear depends? Uh, carry like a whole fucking cleanup kit with them and like another pair of fucking like underwear diaper with them everywhere they go if they're smart they do like 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 a fucking diaper bag for babies but it's like you know i don't know in a purse yeah or something if they're smart they they would man i mean if i got to that point i'd definitely carry a change of diaper and some wet wipes with me you know why not? I mean, if if it's on the if the possibility is on the table, like might as well just come fully prepared. You know, I feel like I feel like 
if it gets to be a thing, uh-huh. right? I just not. I'm never leaving the house again. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. Like fuck, I just shit myself again. <laughs> right, sure. Right? Yeah, at the grocery store, and then I got to go into the grocery store bathroom. Right, right, and clean myself. Yeah, and I don't see adult cleaning stations in the bathrooms at grocery stores. No, certainly not. Or no. anywhere. There's baby cleaning stations. Right, but there's not a place for an adult to sit down. Sure. And wipe themselves off. <laughs> no, there's not. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would be a bummer, dude. I think. I think. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't even want to think about it, man. Because sometimes I got to go so bad, and it's almost immediate. But you um, know, may, maybe you've peaked. Because I, I got to. You know, I I have some grandparents who have lived to to ripe old ages. You know, uh, mid to to upper eighties, and. To my knowledge, none of them have dealt with any sort of incontinence. So it might just be that, like you, you've you've gotten a little older, uh, you know, you the urgency with which a shit comes upon you uh, is certainly more pronounced than it once was. But this is it; it's, it's peaked, and now it's just going to be you're a plateau. To, you know? You're trying to console me, my old ass <laughs> fucking bowels, right? It's not incontinent. I'm not leaking, <laughs> right. right? Yeah. When I got to go, I got to go. And my body means business. <laughs> we're not talking some dregs coming out. We're talking, we're talking a, a fucking mountain. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, sure. You know, like my body means business. I'm not, I'm not squeezing out, you know, little fucking silly strings. Right. Um, so it's, it's not a false alarm and it's not incontinence. It's just like suddenly like, fuck, you got to go now, dude. Right. Yeah. Well, I wish you the best. Whatever. Man. Whatever. <laughs> fucking de- I guess it's fucking depends for me, right? And maybe carry a fucking 38 because if I shit, start shitting myself too much, I'll just fucking erase myself in the bathroom <laughs> in a fucking grocery store. <laughs> I can't do this anymore. Yeah. Right? Yeah, for sure. How many times can you shit your pants in public? I'm fucking walking around with a, with a backpack full of triple extra large depends <laughs> and a fucking wet wipes, right? Yeah. Maybe a change of pants because you know it's going to leak. Sure, yeah. Soap, water. I got to fucking, I basically have to take a shower now in the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, it's dehumanizing. Yeah, yeah, fuck that. Yeah, well, hopefully neither of us ever get to that point. I hope. Yeah, for I hope, real. I hope, our, I, hope our, I hope our bowels remain tight and reliable for the foreseeable future. Yeah, there's got to be some exercises you can do, right? Yeah, like ass, yeah, like ass kegels, you know? Yeah, something. <laughs> yeah, something. sure. Um, also, uh, Mark from Super Crush and Night Prowler just messaged me uh, asking about routing some tour stuff for Super Crush on the way home from the East Coast. And I told him I'd holler back at him uh, after I got done recording this episode. But I just wanted to share with you that he said that he uh, he hoped that you were uh, railing against some false hard asses as we speak. So, Mark, if you listen to this, uh, no, Nate was not railing against any false hard asses. We luckily were spared. Um, we, we were spared that shit. Today. We were we were spared we were spared any gratuitous breakdowns uh, with the the sophomoric poetry of somebody uh, railing against their existential suffering on this episode. So I'm happy to report, no, that did not happen. Um, we just got one text message. Uh, I don't know who sent this in, but they said, "quote Scal has zero riffs. Scal is a band that's kind of kind of hype right now." Um, I saw them at Convulse Fest. 
Uh, good live show. I think a lot of their hype is based on the strength of their live show. Uh, they put out a record this year that I really don't care about. They're a band who I, I feel no type of way about recorded. They just don't do anything for me. They don't move me one way or the other. I don't think it's bad. I just don't think it's great. Uh, but live, they are confirmed a really good live act. I watched their whole set, didn't walk out, was like, yo, this is this is genuinely solid. I understand why people, uh, people are hyping this. I don't think the record captured that em- energy very well. Um, I, I don't know that they have zero riffs per se. Um, I, I definitely don't think they're a bad band. They're just, uh, uh, yeah, I don't think the record is as exciting as their live shows are. So, no, I don't know. Yeah, so. and you don't know. So, um, all right, on that, uh, we'll do our housekeeping and then call it a night. If you want to submit music, it's demo listen podcast at gmail.com. If you want to call and leave us a message, it's 260 222 8341. Uh, whatever your chosen podcatcher is. If you have the ability to rate and review, please do so. If you have the ability to tell your friends, and I know that you do, unless you're a mute who also can't write, um, you know, tell your friends to listen to the show. I also, for that second call that we got, uh, there was a sentence at the beginning of the the call that I couldn't quite make out. I, I wasn't sure if he said, I hope that the podcast gets better or that the podcast does better. Uh, oh, it's getting better. Trust me. <laughs> that's that's my New Year's resolution. That the podcast is going to get better. It's going to get so much better. Do you have uh, you have some strategies in mind for us to to do that? I'm gonna. It's it's. Um, let's just say that I've made some real commitments to trying to be a friendlier, nicer person for 2022. <laughs> I've had enough of this shit. <laughs> I've, I've I've heard this. I've heard this so many times. It's man. yeah, but it's a new year, right? Yeah, it's a new year. I got to come in, you know, I got to come in ready to commit myself to just being open to experience and opportunity and people around me because it, yeah, yeah, it's, it's killing me. Right. Do you, it's but, probably to blame for my fucking loose bowels. <laughs> but do you think that's going to make the podcast better? It'll make the podcast better because I'm going to be happier more cheerful it won't be such a fucking like like such a slog through a swamp of nihilism (laughs) yeah that's true i have i've have had a couple i've had a handful of people uh when reporting on the things that they like and dislike about the podcast say man nate's a nate's a funny guy but i i do have to step away from the show every once in a while when he really gets on a tear because i find myself being (laughs) imagine (laughs) this is it's all you fucking hear in your head all goddamn day yeah yeah i can't escape right right yeah yeah so that's why i said this is the year man this is the year it's all changing for me this year (laughs) okay everything's coming up millhouse um all right cool so uh so yeah there you go you've heard it here first the podcast is going to be better in 2022 we're going to have a new brighter happier more open nate on our hands and it's we're all going to benefit from it so thanks to everybody who listened to us in 2021 thanks to everybody who's rocking with us in 2022 we'll uh See you on the next episode. Your story has become tiresome. Now's the time when Sprocket Femi dies. My guest has been cross-checked. My name is Dita. I'll be the